Well, we're two weeks in. I used 3-0, and it, it wasn't pretty. It didn't have to be. I use playing some of the weakest non-conference teams on its schedule right now, and frankly, it needs it, and it showed why, as it's, it hasn't been able to pull away in these first few games. It's a young team with changing roles, and it's needed them this time to gel together, and we're going to talk about why. Welcome back to the IDS Podcast. My name is Matt Cohen, alongside me per usual, Phil Steinmetz, Caleb Kaufman, Guys, how are we doing this morning? I'm doing all right, all right, all right. Oh, I mean, we didn't really need that, but you always need it's been, a little McConaughey. It's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty big hate. day with me. The release of Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's a um, pretty big day the, in my the, life. The, and Phil is canceled. <laughs> it's a wait, pretty wait, big day wait, in my hold life. On. What is this? Can you please explain what this? Is? I actually don't know what what this is. Pokemon Sword and Shield. If you don't know what Pokemon, oh, is, is that the you new probably Pokemon? live it's, under it's a rock. Just like it's yeah, just it's like for like a game. Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So it's been a big week for you. You've got this and a uh, Disney Plus coming. A out. Disney Plus, and also I pre-ordered Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That comes out tonight. So how how much money have you spent this week? Well, my okay. So my okay. So my brother's buying me Star Wars for Christmas. So he's gonna pay me back for that. And then I just traded in a few games. So all in all, I spent $13. Plus, shout out to Verizon because I get a free first year of Disney+. Plus. So, so how please don't ask for my password because <laughs> I've given it to too many people How already. many times have <laughs> you watched Endgame already? Zero because that's, wow. the type of, that's a type of movie to where I don't want to get tired of it. So I just watch it like kind of periodically. I don't watch it all the time. I'm more focused on like Spider-Man. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh, I have not seen like, that show in a while. <laughs> Spider-Man, a lot of it. And then like I watched Kicking It. Have you watched Mandalorian yet? What was the first thing you watched? Um, High School Musical, the musical, the series. I respect that. It was uh, actually, you're, you're it was canceled. actually very good. It was actually very good. Episode I actually two drops ho- Friday. I actually love High School Musical. That's so very I, on well, brand I, for Matt Cohen. I didn't, but I watched it, and they even bleeped out some curse words. So it's a, so it is a little edgy. Oh wait, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait! They made a show on Disney bleeps. Plus. Yeah, wait. Why would they do that if it's a Disney show? They just cut that Disney's, out anyway. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> they just bleeped it. It's more like a PG show rather than a G. So it's God. All right. Disney's losing it. It has some get... mature themes. All right. Well, basketball. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, since we last time we were in this Two podcast, with IU played Portland State, played North Alabama. They beat Portland State eighty-five to seventy-four, and we'll start there. IU only won by 11 uh, against Portland State, a team that, if I look up in Ken Palm right now, is ranked 200 and... Oh, wait, actually, wait, why? I think they're a little better than their They actually are not on here. That's weird. Okay, they're not on Ken Palm. That's how bad they they are. (laughs) I don't think they were that bad. They were not that bad. They weren't. Their defense was legit. They're good. And also, 273rd just found him finally. And also, Holland Woods dropped 27. Yeah, but but he he also went 13 for 60 from from the free throw line. Then you also have Matt Hauser. They also like could not miss from three, which has been a and we'll discuss that. Eight for 16 is pretty good. It seems like no team. Yeah, everyone's hitting three from against IU. IU. Plus, uh, also, I just know because was a big thing of how they shot thirty-two free throws compared to only fourteen for IU in that game. Yeah, so that's a pretty I mean, big statistic. I no, wait, I, never mind. It save was some for the rest of us. Phil. I was looking at the three-point line. My bad. IU shot thirty. Yeah, I mean, okay. it was definitely like uh, IU's three-point shooting was uh, not great. There were a lot of foul shots in this game. Archie Miller, uh, you, could, you could hear him kind of down on the sidelines. He was yelling at the officials. There were like 62 foul shots or whatever, and he was just so frustrated about how there were that many foul shots in this game. And IU really needed that many foul shots because they could not 
make a shot. They went three of fourteen from three. Uh, Jerome Hunter hit two, two threes. Yeah, that was um, a, yeah, that was really big to see him kind of come out of his shell and really look comfortable out yeah, there. Yeah, like, probably for like one of like the first times. Yeah, I mean, this like, season. Like, no, literally the first time in his college yeah. career. Uh, I mean, that was that was his second ever competitive college game. Um, so to see him be able to to uh, as Cam Drummond kind of appears in the window here. Um, yeah. He's trying to make an appearance for a second straight week on the podcast, I guess, but we won't let him. Um, no, I mean, but the, the, the three-point shooting is an issue, and we'll get into that. It got better against North Alabama, a lot better against North Alabama. But, I mean, is is there a concern that in both of these North Alabama and Portland State games that it, IU was not able to pull away until the, till the, till, till the second half? I think Portland State, I never felt at any point that IU was truly in trouble. There was actually at times in that first half against North Alabama, I was like, this game going to go into the second, deep in the second half and IU's going to actually have to grind this out. They didn't end up having to, but in the first half, they they just lost people on the three-point line. They like I remember a certain play, Demisi, like looked at a cutter, turned around, and this guy just was on the other side of the court and swoosh, another three. So the defense has been a major concern for IU, and yeah. it doesn't seem to be getting any better. Honestly, it seems to be getting worse somehow. Yeah, I I thought that also Phil will get over to you in a, in a second, but I th- I thought that IU against Portland State, why the yes the score was fairly close uh, at the end, but IU was really I think in control for the game for the most part. They le- I can't remember many times they weren't leading. I mean there was only two lead changes in the entire game. Um, it, I mean, and they did a really good job with Portland State's full court press. They only uh, they only had uh, I think like ten turnovers. And so, also, most of those didn't weren't because of the press. They were just sloppy yeah. play in the offensive zone. Yeah, absolutely. Or once they broke it, they moved too fast and threw it away. Yeah. So I, I think and and Phil, I know you 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 were not able to get to North Alabama game. Nope. We, we love you. We love you anyway. Um, you were there for the first. Love is a strong word. Though, and the season over, right. so it's alright. But it's you know, and I will be writing solo. Oh yeah, I'm Ron Solo. I'm Ron Solo. Please calm down. Solo, 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 solo. Kale, that was terrible. But no, okay. I also <laughs> make an interesting point. Is so sort of now, no one obviously kind of these games we kind of come in and you kind of know IU's going to win. Yeah. Like you really have no tickets. But now after seeing Evansville doing what they did against Kentucky, that kind of puts something in the back of your head like it's like yeah. like kind of like, kind of like a second thought like i think even like all these national teams and even though i use not a ranked team and i don't know if they will be this season maybe maybe not but still like they're playing all these non-conference games the teams that they should beat until probably florida state um i think that's kind of a thing where archie might have even said like hey this is what can happen if you don't do your job because obviously that was a one in a million game for Evansville against kentucky so I mean, that's the kind of thing where, like, now everybody's kind of like, oh, don't forget, this can still happen yeah. to you. Well, you knew he was stressed during that North Alabama game. He came out at halftime without even a jacket and, on the bench. Yeah, and, and, and then he, the tie came off, tie like, off. Yeah. two minutes later. So yep. that's when you know you're worried. That's when you're sweating bullets. And that's actually, that's a, that's a pretty good segue. We're, we're going to get into a, a new segment here in the podcast, Coach's Corner. We're going to uh, talk about a little bit of what Archie had to say at the press conference. We've got a, uh, a bit of a quote from him from post-North Alabama game talking about the defense, and here that is. Picture defensively, we're not, we're not there. I thought we made some strides, you know, leading into the game, but, you know, perimeter defense, guarding three-point line, being able to uh, execute just with, you know, with, with uh, great intensity, you know, just it wasn't there. You know, I think it was a little bit frustrating as we were going because I think coming into the game, we, we knew what we had to do. But uh, second half, a little better. Um, but again, nowhere near where we need to be. And I think what our team needs to understand is, you know, the more you're on film, the more people pick you apart, the more they pick you apart individually. You know, it's not like you just start out there 
I mean, people are trying like crazy to, you know, do different things to, to, to the other team. And what they're doing to us is they're really picking on us, you know, perimeter-wise in terms of the drive. You know, we're having a hard time guarding the ball. And at the end of the day, they're putting us in tough situations. So Archie's talking a lot about, about the team's defense there and, you know, just the struggles they've had so far defensively. Portland State is probably the worst that it's been, I think, so far this, this season. It was a lot better against North Alabama. Um, uh if you look at the stats for that game, IU was you know only up forty-seven to forty at halftime, only because they went on a run at the end of the first half. They came back only about twenty-five points in the second half. To you know, as Caleb, you said there were points where it looked like North Alabama was gonna hang around. I mean, you talked about you know we talked about you know Portland State not missing from three. I think North Alabama opened like six of seven from three. Um, and it looked like they weren't gonna miss either. That that obviously tailed off as IU got a lot better in the second. Jamar half. Blackman just. Actually, yeah. just was step in three after step in three. He I started like three for say, three from the game. He only had six points, but Peyton Youngblood was what a great last yes. name. And Peyton the name Youngblood. does not match the name at all, Correct. or does it? This so this was a guy. I I was I was blown away with this with with this kid. So he is uh you know uh, like a just like what like a shooting guard, but I don't remember. Might be like a three at yeah. best. So this. This white kid, right, with this like really weird hairstyles, like all shaved on the side and like big comb over on top, really weird, and a black headband around. He looked like and and he also had. There's no way that's a knee brace. That's legit a shooting sleeve that he put over his leg. Yes, he wore. (laughs) Yes, he wore a real shooting sleeve on his leg. There was no padding on it. It was just on, but but only on one leg. Because he's a baller. Right. He he looked like a baller. And he wasn't happy when you try to use all the name, accessories in NBA 2K, right, but don't have any yes, money. Yes, that's exactly what it was. And his name was Peyton Youngblood. <laughs> I mean, it was phenomenal. He also spells his name with an A. With an A, with an, with an, yeah, with see, an a instead of an E. He's, he's being the Peyton that he wants to be, right? I mean, he looks like a stud. I can't tell if that kid was he's bullied in like middle school or was a complete thug in a Oak G. Mountain he looked kind of like he was like, yeah, it's hard to know. Uh, I mean, he only scored six points, so it wasn't really not really a lot to talk about with him, except for that his name was Peyton Youngblood. Um, Interesting yeah. fact: He played two seasons at Sneed State Community College before transferring. Interesting. To North get, Alabama. I think it gets worse for this kid, man. That's, like, that's really the glow up from Community College in North Alabama. Well, no, okay. His full name is Thomas Peyton Youngblood. His first name's not even Peyton. Well, oh, okay. Well, he's just Thomas Youngblood's no better though. Yeah, no, Peyton Youngblood's a lot better than Thomas Youngblood. I, yeah, I, I mean that's a good choice on on his part. I I I, I, under, I understand. He that. is majoring in chemical engineering. Okay, they'll shut oh, it down. Right. Okay, well, so so point is, the defense, with the exception of the second half against North Alabama, has struggled. And we talked about this in the opening of the podcast, but, you know, you're okay if the defense is going to struggle against North Alabama, against Portland State, against Western Illinois, and even against Troy, and potentially Princeton, Louisiana Tech, and South Dakota State in this stretch to open the season. But then you get into Florida State, and Wisconsin, and UConn, and then Nebraska, but Nebraska is bad. Um, UConn looked pretty bad of, yesterday too. Uh, Nebraska is worse than UConn. Well, I'm not disagreeing. Nebraska is probably worse than everybody. Yeah, Nebraska. Uh, Close in terms of the like the Power Five teams IU plays probably. probably. Um, but it's it's the the defense the way it is right now is fine for now. You're able to still win these games. It's not going to work once you're playing Florida State, once you're playing Wisconsin, once you're playing Arkansas or Maryland, or even like Notre Dame for yeah. the Crossroads Classic. I mean, frankly, Nebraska's not that great, but they're probably better than North Alabama. Well, as I opened my shameless plug, my column after that game, I was like, that defense in the first half will lose them to any big uh, yeah. Power 5 team and any Big 10 team in the conference. Right, and they would be down big at the half. They would have been down to... over 20 if yeah. they played that defense against a 
legit team if, that if actually you do was that capable. Against Cassius Winston, you can't close out against you can't close out from three, which they have not done a good job of at all. If you can't close out against teams like Michigan State, they're going to pick you apart, and you're going to have no chance. And uh, and the biggest thing is, it just doesn't make sense. The defense was supposed to be the hallmark. The, uh, the hallmark, if uh, the only good thing this yeah. IU team had going for them, and it's by far been the worst part of it. Yeah. And offense actually hasn't looked awful the whole time. It hasn't looked great. But it, the defense has just been atrocious. I mean, it's also what the third game of the season. Yes, yeah, so you, so you have time, but yeah. the caliber so of teams it should not make I you use, look this bad. I mean, I was very fortunate because they play a very weak non-conference yeah. schedule compared to a lot of other teams across the country. Like literally last night, Ohio State just played against Villanova and destroyed destroyed them. them. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, still, like I think IU is still kind of figuring some of like the kinks out. Um, well, until, more than a kink. But literally still, like, the week of, like, since, like, the first week of December, basically, is Florida State and then at Wisconsin. You have to kind of figure out by the end of November, like, after Thanksgiving break, you really need to have that in check. Yeah. I mean, if you look just comparing the last year's schedule, you, 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 they, 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 they played Marquette right about this time of year in the Gavit games. and Killed them. Yeah, and destroyed them. Well, the right. offense was yeah, the off, but the, the offense that night was why they won that game. Evan Fitzner. Evan Fitzner. My man, if, yeah. if the shoe Fitzner. Yeah, I mean, it, it oh Evan Fitzner had probably, what, his one good game in his Indiana career? It was the only night. time people were like, this kid's legit. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Never again. R.I.P. Yeah. I mean, frankly, the best thing Evan Fitzner ever did was get his, his sister to come here in the highest rated volleyball career uh, right. in the history of the school. Um, as, as Steve Aird, I mean, big day for Sh- big shout day, out for Steve Aird. Big day for Steve Aird yesterday on signing day. He crushed it. Uh, but in terms of basketball, um, and check yeah. it out on idsnews.com. Yeah, absolutely, just do that for everything. Honestly, um, but you know, and that's why it's so important that IU is playing some of these teams now because you have the ability to fix these mistakes. And yeah, there's going to be some growing pains to start this season. It's a it's a very different team where you're not relying on the same guys they were last year. We've talked a ton about that. That's why it's so key. You're playing Western Illinois and Portland State and North Alabama and Troy. But you got to see the improvements start to happen. North Alabama second half, you have to build on that going forward. That can't be just a one-off thing. I have a quick question, though, because when people say it's a very different team than last year, Romeo Langford was no stud on defense. Well, I, I say that in terms and, of like who's, oh, the, like who's where playing. The leadership yeah, is. I, I agree. I know where you're coming from. But just like thinking about the defense, Romeo was no stud on defense. He was a capable defender when he gave the effort, but Which that, is not often. That, not often. Juwan Morgan, I'd call him a wash defender. He was good and gave a lot of effort, but he was also playing out of position and kind of was overmatched a lot. So defense theoretically should match up better this year or just awful. And people are like, oh, Devontae Green's not back. Devontae that Green, won't make a difference. Devontae Green is, in my mind, a, maybe a negative defender. He's yeah. in IU's case. best defensive player is Rob Finnessy. Yeah, I don't mean, think that's close. I mean, also, like Devontae, Justin Smith about, in the two is a really good yeah. defender, especially for like the bigger wings. Plus, also, I think kind of one of the positives we've seen is like the shot blocking ability. Of Trace Jackson Davis, I think that's really been kids a freak, a pretty big positive, mm-hmm. like yeah. positive so far. For Absolutely, Trace Jackson Davis been phenomenal. I mean, against uh, North Alabama, he was what fourteen to fifteen from the line. Yep, it was fantastic from Trace Jackson Davis. It's crazy he, to see IU actually good at the free throw line somewhat, and and let alone from from a big man too. Yeah. Like I mean, and they they may need that because the way they're shooting is not great. They made eight threes against uh, against North Alabama, but. Just overall, the offense until really, and this is kind of what I wrote about for the most part, until Rob Finnessy kind of actually started to score the basketball, they had nothing going on offense. And I think it's actually that's actually going to, to lead us into our second uh, new segment of the podcast. We're going to do a new prediction segment. So we're going to have a, a slam dunk and a three-pointer. Your slam dunk prediction is your guarantee this will absolutely happen. Um, 
and frankly, like a slam dunk, if he, if you miss, looks kind of stupid if it doesn't happen. Uh, three pointer, obviously, you're much you know, especially for IU, the much more kind of questionable thing. Like this might happen. It's your bold prediction. It might happen. It, but you're not gonna you know bet the farm on it. So I guess I'll start off my slam dunk, and the reason why I wanted to segue to this right now, Rob Finnessy will, will 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 be back in the starting lineup against Troy on Saturday. Hmm. Um, and the reason why I go with 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 that is that he's, his practice limitations are basically gone. He's basically back to a full go in practice at this point. And I think he showed against North Alabama how much he is needed to be on the court. He played the second most minutes, 22 minutes. He looks. Is is he at one hundred percent? No, but IU needs him on the floor. He is as as much as Armand Franklin has kind of given some confidence to this team. They need him more than they need Armand Franklin. Rob Finnessy is the guy that that's that steady point guard who will lead you and be the guy that you need with the ball, bringing it up the court every single possession. So Phil, I'll turn it over to you for um, your slam dunk. So my slam dunk is I don't know if this really comes as a surprise, but I think Trey Jackson Davis will have another double double against either Troy or Princeton in like the next two games. I think that's kind of Almost a pretty safe prediction um, because he has been great on the board, and he's also probably been IU's probably most reliable scorer so far this season. Um, so I think, especially against Princeton, Troy, which they're actually like Princeton's usually pretty respectable program, but they're zero three this year so far, and they're not good, and neither is Troy. Um, so I think he could really have a field day against either one of those teams or even both. Then for me, I'll give it to Al Durham's going to average over ten points a game. Uh, this upcoming week, uh, he's been the most consistent IU score in my opinion, and especially from the guards, uh, they don't really have anyone who's been breaking down people on a regular basis. So that's been him, and he's been outstanding from three as well, which was exactly what IU needed from him coming into this year. Yes, they have desperately needed some three point shooting, and they will get that once Devontae Green comes back at some point. Al Durham has been a good kind of segue in that regard. Uh, Jerome Hunter starting to feel comfortable too and I apologize for uh doubting him coming after those first yeah. couple games well, he was a uh, I was calling him out for not even getting close to the rim and then boom starts knocking him down like nothing and that's going to lead me into my three-point prediction which is about three-pointers uh I ah. think uh, I I actually am my bold prediction of the week uh is that I think IU will against Portland State and against uh Princeton is next week's game right IU will shoot 40 percent from three Did uh, you, as a team it, did Troy, you say Portland State? Troy and Princeton. I'm sorry, sorry, Troy and Princeton. Yes, <laughs> those teams. Yes, those ones. They will shoot 40% from th- from three, average mm. over the two games. Um, I And I'm not going to put a number how many they're going to make. 40%. I'm going to stick with that. And I think doing that will actually get IU. They're, they're ranked 27th in adjusted offense right now on Ken Palm. They will crack the top 25 in adjusted offense after this week. All right, and kind of going off of that, I kind of have a similar thing with, like, especially with the with like the three-point shot. Um, I have... But this is about Jerome Hunter and Demise Anderson. Like they both, um, like especially last game again for like Demise, he did um, make two threes for him. Um, so I think over the next two games, the t- of like the duo will combine for at least eight made three pointers. Eight. I'm putting that eight. I like it. Um, I, I was like thinking. I was thinking about six, but I was like, hey, why not? It's because a bold prediction, well, right? I think also it's interesting to see of how like of like how much like the least kind of grows for like Jerome Hunter, considering they're still trying to ease him back. But Archie Miller's even said, like, the green light's there. Like, Jerome Hunter is not afraid to shoot the ball, and he's shown that, like, in about every single game of the season. Plus, it was great to see Demise Anderson really um, kind of come on in the last game and go in four for five for two for three from three. So I think especially it's coming to the season, Archie Miller said that they're both going to be really key from the three-point line. 
So I think they both could really take that next step in the in the next few games, especially. Caleb? I was going to go three-point shooting for someone. Uh, I was going to say Justin Smith makes more than five threes in the next two Whoa. games. But <laughs> since right. you guys already used three-point shooting, I'll change it up a little bit. I'll give Deron Davis gets a double-double in one of those games. He which, has enough minutes for that? That's why I'm going right. with uh, Is it not three. a load management? It, not, not, uh, what is load management? Is that something that's happening in the NBA? I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the minutes thing is why it's uh, a three-pointer. Can he get enough run, and can he be productive while he's in there? Sometimes he's been in there and just kind of a body. I need to see him be a little more productive, but he has the talent to do, and sooner or later he's going to break out again. All right, well, we got a lot of bold picks from this panel in this podcast. I like to hear that. That's going to do it for us. Uh, IU will face uh, Troy. I got, I got it right this time. IU will face mm-hmm. Troy on Saturday, Assembly Hall, for pace, facing Princeton. Probably the first decent team they've played all season. I mean, I'm, I mean, Princeton's zero and three. They're oh, are not, they actually? <laughs> they're not good. Okay, this well, year. brains make the difference. Okay, well, Princeton is a better team probably than like North Alabama. Uh, uh, they're they're two hundred twenty second in Ken Palm. I just looked it up, but I th- I think I mean they're supposed to be decent. Maybe they end they're up they're preseason number decent. four in the Ivy. Yeah, like, which is like I mean, okay, but the Ivy is a half decent conference, but it's still four. It's better than I don't even know what conference North Alabama's in. That that is fair. North Alabama's only been a D one team for two years, and this is the second one. Um, so, so but they got a okay. kid named Youngblood, so it wins. Either way, Troy versus Pr- Troy on Saturday, Princeton next week as well. Before we get back in the booth on Friday, leading into Thanksgiving break, um, that will that will do it for us. For Caleb, for Phil, I am Matt Cohen. We will see you next.